1: Clap clap, clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shore
0: Parks and Kyle
1: newbeck Here they
0: come. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Clap Your Hands podcast. Brought to you by Odyssey Sports. Brought to you by Sports Radio 94 WIP. And man, brought to you by really the only person not on vacation right now. We got <laughs> Kyle's off in Australia, James Harden's in China. The hardest working man in the biz, Jack Fritz, stepping in for an emergency. Clap your hands. What's up, buddy?
1: Tell you what, uh, they never cease to uh, to amaze me, the the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, what well, a what a well-run franchise you have there, buddy.
0: Yeah, I, well, I was going to say, I mean, are you just going to take a Phillies victory lap this no. whole time? Or are we going to...
1: No, because honestly, like honestly, all jokes aside, like this sucks, man. Like, yeah, it just it just sucks where we're at with this franchise, and um, it, it because like obviously we want the Sixers to win. Like, we love the Sixers. Like, I, I watch yeah. every game, whatever. I know I'm a the the Phillies guy or whatever, but like I care a lot about the Sixers, and it just feels like right now this whole thing is just a a rudderless ship, um, and and now it's just like I've lost confidence in so much of this franchise to where it's like. I just, I just wanted to be over, like, like mm-hmm. I just, like I'll move on from the process, start over, and like, the thing that I keep coming back to, Elliot, and I felt this way for a little bit, is they just don't feel like the Philadelphia 76ers. like they just feel like the Sixers, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's yeah. a big difference I think with them in the city versus some of the other teams.
0: So there's a lot to get into. Obviously, there was, well, we'll get into all of it. There was a report yesterday, which was the jumping off point, I would imagine, for this Harden comment. The Sixers come out uh, yesterday. I should say the i say the Sixers, but technically it was a report from ESPN that the Sixers right. have taken Harden off the trade table. I can only imagine. Don't even call. Added. Yeah, I can only. Yeah, don't even call exactly. So that's hard guy. <laughs> yeah, and then I wake up this morning, all excited for joint practice, all excited for my messy game on Tuesday, and uh, James Harden—a clip in China of him basically, or not basically, straight up saying. Daryl Morey is a liar. I will never play for an organization that he's a part of. And then he flips it, brings it back. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he is a part of. So, a lot to unpack there. But I will start with where you started. And it's how I feel this morning, to be completely honest. So, I know you're not on the pod all the time, but we do a lot of WIP together. And you know that all offseason, I have defended this team. Well, everyone's been ripping them. I've been saying, look, they've accomplished a lot. They get to the second round all the time. That's not something completely gloss over. Joel Embiid just won MVP. James Harden's much better. I won't give him credit for. I really have defended this team. This was the first point for me where it felt like a, a breaking point. A breaking point of like, grow up. Like, is this seriously what they're doing again? I, like, there there was legitimate things to be excited about last season that could be building points. Maxi took a big step. Harden, Embiid, and, and Maxie had their first kind of true postseason run. They lost, I think, a good series to the Celtics. And it's just all blown up. And all offseason, I've had this feeling of, look, I know Harden wants to leave, but he's friends with Joel. He's at the, the white party with Michael Rubin, like all these things. And then you see this video, and I'm just reminded of like, maybe everybody else is just correct. Like all this defending of the Sixers, we have all these dumb leaks from Daryl Morey. First of all, why are you leaking you're no longer trading him? Like that's childish. Like what are we doing here? It doesn't matter. He's not really off the trade block. So all you're doing is poking James Harden. That's all you're doing. By le- by leaking that, all you're basically saying is, James, I'm not trading you and you're getting him upset. And then this is the result of that. James Harden comes out and calls him a liar and it's an embarrassment. Like it is a straight up embarrassment for the Sixers. And if their whole plan, is to sign free agents next offseason, guess what? Good luck with that because you guys look like the laughing stock of the NBA. James Harden is calling your GM, the GM that you're paying $10 million a year to, to clean all this up, to be the guy that's supposed to be one of the best in the NBA, to be the guy that, that has a good relationship with James Harden. He's being called a liar in front of everybody. What's Joel thinking right now? If you're Joel Embiid, what are you thinking as you're seeing the best player you've ever had play with you call your GM a liar? If you're Joel or if you're Tyrese Maxey, the Sixers have reportedly said, look, we're going to take care of you next offseason. That's exactly what just happened with James Harden. I don't know what Tyrese and James Harden relationship is like, but I'll tell you this. If they have a good relationship, this is terrible because now Maxey's going to sit there and go, why should I wait a full year? You just said that to James Harden, it seems at least, and now he's not getting paid. You said to James Harden in basically a joint statement the day of the first day of free agency that we're going to try to trade James Harden. Now you're saying you're not going to trade him. So what's really happening here, like it's embarrassing. All these things are true. And I completely understand every Sixers fan that's called me a fool for for defending the team. But that aside to what you said, Jack, I think is so true. At the end of the day, we all want the Sixers to be good. This is not like none of us benefit from anything that's happening right now. Not the fans, not James Harden, not Daryl Morey. And it's embarrassing to wake up to this.
1: Well, and it just thinks because, like, you know, it, it, you're seeing two grown men, like, kind of having this this falling out right in front of us. And you know, I I know everyone's mad at James Harden, and it, it's okay to be mad at James Harden, but at the same time, like, look at everything that Daryl Morey has kind of done to him in the last you know year. I mean, year and a half, whatever. Like when he when he signed the contract and he left 15 million dollars on the table or whatever, which they they. They were obsessed with putting out that he, that he, that he right. left money right. on the table. Biggest
0: it, PR campaign ever.
1: But that was obviously designed because it felt like this was going, to, it was like a handshake agreement. And it was like a wink, wink, like you do this now and I'll take care of you next offseason. James Harden, f- for as bad as he, or as annoying as, as he was in, in the playoffs, even though he did have some great games, but like he was yes. annoying in game six. Seven. Um, he averaged 20 and 10 and got back to an all-star kind of level, level of play. And I think obviously he's like, okay, well now this like uh, Daryl Morey gonna max me out. Like this is what yeah. I do. Like it's fine. Um, and then Daryl Morey doesn't. He basically cuts off all communication with James Harden, the guy that put him on the map, by the way. Which like, if you're James Harden, you're like, hold on, who the hell's Daryl Morey? Like I I I made Daryl Morey. Like yeah. I turned Daryl Morey into this like ten million dollar a year GM. It wasn't the other way around. All he did was go get an undervalued asset from the Thunder and let me cook, essentially, for for, for 10 years. Like, that's all I really yeah. did. That's all I really did. And then what happened this offseason, which is the whole, yeah, he, everyone's like, well, James Harden opted in. He opted in because he wanted to get this. traded. Yeah. Like, what yeah. do we, like, it's, uh, it, I, I just think that we can be mad at everyone. Like, Maury More, has screwed this up colossally, and James Harden is a huge baby, and the only people that are losing right now are are us, are the people that that care and the people that that wanted to see the team go play well? Like they are such a and 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 it goes all the way up to the top too. I mean, I mean, John. I mean, where is he? I mean, now now everything's kind of crumbling here, and it doesn't like this guy's doing like thank you, Josh Harris things in Washington, and the fans are like, got the, game, like, ball. Got the oh, game ball. Oh my gosh, it's just they are such. I just I just want them to go away. Like I just the vibes in the city are so good. <laughs> And the fact that we have to spend a lot of time today discussing this—just they're just the they're just the well, worst.
0: This, to what you said about them going away, this is something I have felt all off season. At every stupid tweet they put out, every time Joel puts out a tweet, every time Daryl Morey puts out—oh, a oh, tweet, the crumble every cookies. Time, at, every bias Harris tweet, exactly. thing. Yes. Now I'll tell you this. So we're recording this at nine 15 in the morning. There is a soccer game at three o'clock. So get ready for a Joel tweet, something like uh Manchester United's playing. It's going to put like United or whatever. Like there, we will get a Joel tweet today. I would be shocked if we don't. Great. But that's, awesome. that's what like, that's what's been frustrating for me is I have again, defended the team and I believe rightfully so. I still believe everything I've said, but like, this is where i can understand why fans like i've never seen the city this mad at this at at the Sixers. like you talk to fans every single day your show two to six every day 94 wip everyone tune in fritz at six as well but you talk to fans all day like right wrong whatever fans feel how they feel and right now stuff like this is not helping them get back in the good graces of the city like i don't know what the roster is going to look like night one I don't know what, you know, uh, if James is going to be there, frankly, if Joel is going to be there, but it would not surprise me if this team catches some booze at their introduction, like of, of the player introduction the night up. Like it just, it, a, like, st- what about a standing ovation? Yeah, that, what about a standing help? ovation? Yeah. Like, <laughs> would get that get help? The movement started, Stanford, well, Joel, and uh, James.
1: Well, and, and here's my problem is obviously everything going on right now. And I, I think it's naive to think that this is just going to, go away and be fine well that's what
0: i used to think which is which sucks the most i used to think that james was going to report to camp he's friends with joel everything will all be good clearly not like everyone that made the fat suit jokes and all the like this is what he does like yeah this is step one of that like this is straight up step one of him causing a massive scene whenever they start training camp.
1: yeah and it's just it's um the, the the bigger problem to me is now where do they go from here like I think this feels like it's trending towards they get James Harden out of here. He ends yeah. up in Los Angeles. You get I don't know. You probably not. You probably don't even get Terrence Mann at this point. Like you. And honestly, who
0: cares? Like I like Terrence Mann, but like so I'm not going to be like, good job, Daryl. He did it. More season. If they get Terrence Mann, like yeah, it's not going to be a good trade.
1: But you you do the trade the Clippers, make it all happy, make this whole thing go away. The problem for me now is if if their whole. Plan is we need to have as much cash base as possible heading into next summer. This, these James Harden comments calling yeah. Daryl Morey a liar. We know NBA, like, like, I know we view James Harden as a clown, most of the city views James Harden as a clown. He's still a top 75 player of all time that I think yeah, that is very is popular,
0: pretty, <laughs> is well
1: respected in the league. Yeah. And, and I don't, and these comments about Daryl Morey, like, what players are going to want to sign up for that? Like, they have to do a big turnaround here, at least PR wise. of trying to get, the, or just move on from Daryl Morey because I don't, like, this is, the NBA, more than any other sport, is about the players, it's a player mm-hmm. league, like, player powerment, they move around, whatever, when they want to go, they kind of go, if that's the case, who's signing up to come play for a guy who was just called by one of the best players of all time, uh, a liar, like, yep. that's just, that's not a, a good spot to be in.
0: And I'll be interested to see if, like if the Sixers respond today, like what their response. I mean, I'd imagine it's going to be some version of like, we never promised this to, to Harden, blah, blah, blah. But let's kind of go through the timeline really quickly to say what we believe happened. So last off season, like, do you think the Sixers promised him money? Because while we can sit here and go, you know, James Harden's a bit of a loose cannon. He's forced his way out of two teams. This is nothing new for him. Like, He turned down the extension with the Nets. He forced his way to the Sixers. It was either the, yeah, forced his way to the Sixers from the Nets. Mm -hmm. And then he takes less money. Everyone said it. Like whether I thought it was silly at the time, everyone made it clear he took less money. So if you look like pretty consistently, his actions have been that of somebody that is hearing through back channels. I am going to get paid by the Sixers. Why do you force your way to the Sixers if you don't think more is going to pay you? Why do you force your, why do you turn down extension from the Nets if you don't think you have that money coming from the Sixers. Now, the weird point with this is, and this is something I'm sure the Sixers will point to, why then in December does uh, James Harden start the whole Houston really wants me thing? So my question for you would be, is like we kind of think through this. Do you think Daryl promised him money? And if he did, why did James Harden start to leak rumors that he was going to go to the Rockets?
1: Well, I I think the promise money thing is interesting. Um, But I also think that, you know, I, I could see him taking advantage of James Harden not having an agent and and trying to use his relationship as like uh, you know, this is before he had an agent, right? Right. Or now
0: it, he has an agent. Yeah, at the time now he has an agent.
1: agent. So I, I think I don't obviously I don't know if they promised him, but I, I do think that there was a wink wink thing there. I thought the, the Houston thing, I mean, maybe he just started getting the the sense in the middle of the season, like yeah. we're probably not gonna pay you, pal. And then he tried to um, you know, create some kind of market out there. And again, a bad sign for Harden that they signed Fred Van Vliet to 100. Yeah. And what I mean, that's just it's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, so I think this whole thing's been posturing to try to get the Sixers to, to balk and pay. And I just don't think he wanted to do it. And like on one hand, on one hand, I'm happy that Daryl is at least seeing the light, you know, mm-hmm. and being like, okay, I can't pay this guy. Like, he's going to sink my franchise. Like, for a guy that essentially had made his career off trading for James Harden a couple times, right. like to be able to be like ah probably not the smart thing to do for this franchise. I think that's good. The only issue is what it creates uh image-wise for for yeah. for Daryl Morey and what it makes the Sixers look like how they're going to disrespect one of the best players. Like I just that's a again, it's almost like you have to move on from Morey to rebuild your image because I just I would be very surprised if an NBA player is like sign me up. But then you start thinking about okay, well how does how does it be like it's just yeah there's so many aspects of this it's thing and it and it, it keeps just pointing back to to the Maury thing.
0: So I'll start by saying, like, I do believe that James was promised some type of money. Yeah. I just and so all right, what let I me mean, an Eagles reference in here real quick. When the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, right? They swore up and down this had nothing to do with Carson. They called Jalen a backup. They said he'll never take the job. You're foolish to think he'll ever take the job. Like We'll never know the honest-to-God truth. Did they draft Jalen and then things fell apart and they lucked into him? Or did they draft him thinking Carson was going to fall apart? Some things in sports that are really important, we just will never know the honest-to-God truth. With this right here, I don't think we'll ever know the honest-to-God truth of what Daryl said to, to James Harden. Unless he was dumb enough to put it in a text message or an email. And James Harden now has this over his head. Now, if Daryl knew that he had that, you would think he would probably act accordingly. But regardless, my point is this we might never know what was actually said and what the true intentions of, w- of what was said. But everyone is lying to themselves. And they don't think James Harden is acting like someone who was promised a ton of money and is now having that money take away. Like yeah. maybe Daryl mismanagement, where he did, it. let's say he said something like, Hey, you know, uh, look, I want to sign PJ Tucker and Daniel House. We can't do it. Take a little bit, little bit less now. Next year the new CBA will be in effect and you know, we'll really be able to take care of you then. And that's not a promise. It's not a written thing. But let's be honest, like everyone in each of their own walks of life. Let's pretend your boss says to you, hey man, can't give you a raise right now. But I'll tell you what, next year, like, I got you. Like, you know, I can't, but but I got you. And then he didn't, like, how would you react to that? How would you feel if a year later you're not getting that money? So, did James Hart, first of all, he had a better year last year than he did the year before? So, that I mean, is worth taking into consideration. Well, he,
1: to, I mean, he reestablished it. himself last year, I felt like, you know, he was and, almost an all star. And I think heading into the playoffs, I think people were like, all right, like, I think that's why the reaction is so harsh right now, Elliot, is because I think yeah. people bought in again. And I think that yeah. James Harden gave us a, a reason to believe again because I mean, he led the league in assists. He was like being a good kind of sidekick to, to Joel Embiid. I mean, like, and I think that's what being missed here like we we we've all been in this situation like you all yeah. talk to bosses that are like yeah listen right now i understand whatever just just wait it out like, that's that's a that's a a wink yeah that if it doesn't if it doesn't happen in your life you're mad too yeah like, you're 100
0: now, now it's how it works the other thing people will say and what we should get into is well then why do you opt in right? Like there's a lot of, you know, very popular tweets on Twitter right now. Everyone getting those likes and retweets. I'm not mad at it. Go get them where it's like James Harden. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to play for the Sixers. James Harden opted in to play for the Sixers. But here's the deal. Like, if we want to be honest about this, when he opted in the statement that came out was saying the Sixers are going to trade him. Like when he opted in everyone, including me, all the fans, Celebrated. Why? Because it was James Harden is not going to play for the Sixers. The, the, the overarching feeling was James Harden is gone. Now, you could say, like, they did try to trade him. They did. They By all reports, they've talked to the Clippers. And I don't blame Daryl Morey for asking for a ton. But ultimately, James opted in with the expectation he would not play for the Sixers. And so for Daryl to release a statement or, you know, maybe release, you know, talk to ESPN and say that, like, of course, I'd be pissed if I was James Harden. James Harden was told by the team, and it seems pretty clear, and I'm pretty sure Maury has said this on the record, that they would work with him to try to find a trade. That is not like, again, put yourself in a real life situation here. Imagine your boss said to you, and it's tough because you don't really trade, but like, let's say he said to you, Hey, I'm going to try to get you to the Denver office, or I'm going to try to get you to, to our sister company in Boston. And then you're hearing Boston wants you blah, blah, blah. And then your boss like, ah, actually I'm I'm not going to do it. Like, of course you would be mad. We could all sit here and talk about, well, he's not giving up Terrence Mann or wait for Paul George or all these things. Bottom line is this. James Harden doesn't care what they get back into trade. James was told he was going to be traded. Daryl's not doing it. Is is should James bite the bullet and come in? Maybe. Maybe he should do that. He's getting paid thirty-five million dollars, like all those things. But ultimately, I just think everyone looks bad in this situation. I can't get behind the this is James Harden being annoying, this is blah blah blah. Like it's it's all of them. I think Daryl is just as much to blame, if not more.
1: And the thing that I, I keep going back to is like, I don't want James Harden here anyway. See, but yeah, I, I do, like, like that's I know stuff. you do. I, I know did. you do. But like I don't want him here anyway. So like I'm not going to be mad at James Harden for wanting to get out. Good. Great. Okay. Whatever. Right. Go well, ahead. Remember, like, that
0: was the reaction when the tweet came out.
1: Remember, I know that, that was. So,
0: Everyone doing revisionist history on this whole, like, oh, like, why'd he opt in then? Because everyone thought he was gone. No one thought yeah. he was going to play here.
1: And and that's why. And by the way, I, I want to break this down. Because I, I watched the video, like, ten times. And I'm so confused. Why did he say it twice? Like, like I couldn't tell if he was, or like, trying to emphasis.
0: set up a. He's a showman. Come on. No, I know. But, another, like. I would think.
1: Here's what I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if they were setting up like a, a produced video oh, and definitely. he wanted to get the cut right. Like it was like a hundred percent. I definitely Because like the video like the, the videos that all came out today were like just on people's phones that they just sent yep. over. Um like it looks it looked like he was trying to do like a professional, like, all right, cut scene yeah. out. You <laughs> well, know what I
0: mean? The funniest part is how Shams has the video with the direct quote, like you know that video taken was the video from someone on Harden's team. And you know that they were like, here's exactly what he said. And the funniest part is so James Harden's in China. First of all, China, not the biggest fan of Daryl Morey. I would imagine this probably went over relatively well there. But he's in, he's probably doing some like basketball camp where he's gonna stand up there and talk about, like, I don't know, playing basketball and blah, how much, you know, whatever. And then he just comes out. Imagine being like a reporter or a kid at that camp, and he just comes out, he's like, Hey, we're going to talk about basketball today, but real quick, Daryl Moore is a liar and I'll never play for the organization again. All right. Who wants a free pair? Let's
1: go warm up. Let's go strategy. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Well, that's the other part of this. Like his agent is mismanages too. I just, it's three people that are supposed to be good at their jobs that are handling it poorly. And that's yeah. what sucks. Like, that's what sucks. So a few more questions before we wrap this up. Cause I know, uh, you got me, look, we have, we have busy days. The Eagles are practicing. You got a, you got a show to produce. Um, oh, yeah. And the Phillies, I guess they suck again. No, actually, they lost. They're three. off today. They're off yeah. today. All
1: right. Well, thank God. That's yeah. a well-run franchise.
0: The Sixers, day. yeah. So here's the two questions I think have to be asked before we wrap this up. One, what do you do now? If you're Daryl Morey, do you just be like, you know what, man? I don't want this anymore. I'll trade you to LA. You take back Norman Powell, Robert Covington, wow. and whatever, and just like end it. Do You end this today. Or if you're Daryl Morey, do you dig your heels in even further and actually expect this guy to come to camp and then go through the whole thing of like he's not practicing, so you know he's breaching his contract? Like,
1: what would you do? <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. I think bad. it could be
0: worse than the Ben Simmons. I think. I think it'd be,
1: well, because because Ben's not. I think Ben's just ben didn't
0: talk. Chill. Ben was just quiet and just. Stood I think he's
1: there. he's always just chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think <laughs> yeah, he, to he, the he, point. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Harden's Harden's chilling. Uh yeah. The first thing I would do. Is if they can find Josh Harris. Now I don't know if they can. You're um, mad at Josh about this. But uh, it, it it's kind of similar to what happened between AI and Larry Brown, um, because yep. I think that, that AI lost trust in the organization when he was on the trading block. And they they Pat Croce has talked a lot about before the 2001 season, before AI went went and won the MVP, and obviously they had the run that they had a sit down conversation with with with. Larry Brown and Alan yeah, Iverson. Kind of it, yep. and, and they were able to, you know, kind of hash out their issues. Um, the question is, is this thing so far gone that they can't do that? That they can't have a real conversation, that they can't even be in the same room together. Um, because these are two guys that have been, you know, uh very close <laughs> for a long time. I mean, I mean, Darryl Mori has a a a painting of James Harden in his house. So like I wonder the f- what that painting's up to. <laughs> yeah, <today>. seriously. <laughs> The first thing I would do is I would just try to get these guys in a room and like see like you gotta decide if if they're gonna be able to work it out before you give them away for like uh, the C package from the from the Clippers. Um, Like I don't really want them back, but I think if you want to have your best chance to win a championship and you're Josh Harris and you care about you don't really care about winning, you care about selling tickets in your arena. um, I think that that's what he should do. Um, Mm -hmm. What I think's gonna happen is that he's gonna be a Clipper, and it's gonna get so untenable here that he's they're gonna have to take whatever they can get. Um, but after that, again, you have to get a gauge on if any star is going to want to come here and see what the, the, the temperature is like for Daryl Morey around the league. And, and it, it, if it comes out that players are, are avoiding Philadelphia because of James Harden's comments today, then you have to move on from Daryl Morey yeah. because next summer becomes, if you're still whole goal here is to maximize the Joel Embiid window, you can't miss next summer. I mean, next summer is when <laughs> it's when your max slots finally open up. So, um, I think there's a lot that has to be done here. But the first thing I would do is get those guys in a room and see if they can't, you know, hash out their well,
0: issues. So the Iverson Larry Brown thing's a really interesting comparison because obviously the documentary just came out this summer. And I, when it first, when that whole thing was going down, I was probably like 12 or 13. So I wasn't like, I, who what were you? Like seven, probably, I guess. Yeah. When this was, yeah. So we weren't analyzing this as we do now, like all the dynamics of it. The Iverson Larry Brown thing, if it happened today, would end with La- with Allen Iverson on another team or Larry Brown fired. I do not yep. think in today's world they could have a meeting during practice where they yelled and shouted and did all these things and then have it work out. Remember, Larry stepped away from the team for a few days. So when we did a pot earlier this summer with the the, the uh, person that did the uh, did the um, documentary, she agreed. Like, yeah, Iverson would have been gone. So while yes, you were right, maybe get them in a room. I just don't know if I would believe it or that it would work. Like, first of all, Daryl's the one that decides if they trade him or not. So that's an Mm -hmm. interesting dynamic for the meeting. And frankly, like, I just don't trust that if, like, even if James says to Daryl, all right, I don't even know how he could say this, but okay, you know what? I think you lied to me and cost me, you know, tens of millions of dollars, but I'll forgive you and and we'll keep it moving. The first thing, the first time things go bad, he's going to ask out. And then you go into a season with someone that you think could ask out at any minute and I don't think this can be emphasized enough, the Sixers have a new head coach and a chance to build like a (laughs) new thing here, right? So do you really want the beginning of the Nick Nurse era to be training camp where James Harden's off in the weight room pretending his ankle hurts and like everyone's just watching him while you're trying to run a practice? Like that's an incredibly terrible way to to start this. So while I have been in the camp of, obviously, like they have a chance to win with James Harden. If they have him, I think they are legit title contenders. Hold on for another piece. I'm also a terrible negotiator, so there's a part of me that's like, just move on from this guy, man.
1: Just trade well, him today. If they trade because, him
0: today, I bet fans will be like, thank God, and you, maybe yeah. you get some of the fans back.
1: Yeah. Well, th- the thing is that f- the only way they're going to win is if James Harden is bought in. Yeah. And 100%. like he's not going to come in and like Nick Nurse is going to be like running hardcore defensive like you know <laughs> right <laughs> practices, exactly, yeah. and then James Harden's out there like getting over screens and like, yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah. yeah he's trying to like you know break up a pick and roll or whatever on right. defense like he's just it we got think you know them. what i think you have to trade them. they that's have to trade. I, I mean it. that's yeah. where I mean it's over
0: it, and it sucks that you're not look but like honestly man like norman powell can shoot like here i go talk to myself <laughs> no i love the, you know you're talking yeah, to norman the right Powell's guy pretty good Cubs i did. love norman Powell. good three and d guy and then at least like you do have the cap space so I don't know. But the last cool. question is, Yeah, do you think Joel, like, do you think this increases the chance Joel asks out for the start of the season? Because ultimately, the this future, season? like, I think it happened. Like, do you think Joel, and I know Joel knew that James was mad. He knew everything and all this. Like, there is a public-facing part of this, where Joel wakes up, sees this quote from China, from James Harden. And it's probably like, what am I doing with my career here? Like, I am the arguably the best player in the NBA. Yes, better than Jokic. And I'm like waking up to seeing my number two guy like take shots at my GM when my last GM was taking shots on me on Twitter. Like you do wonder like whether we can rationalize it or not when the breaking point is for Joel.
1: I actually, I, I just, I, I believe he's fine. Like I, I, I think yeah, he's just like, name. yeah. yeah. I, I think he's just cool. I think he's, I, I'm not sure the whole championship thing. I think if he wins one, he's happy. But I think he likes being now. The one thing that could change here is the city's turning, like, really on Joel Embiid, yes, which we're, yeah. we're kind of getting there. And then he's like, all right, well, then I'll, I think we'll I'll
0: pass him. that. Yeah, people are very mad at him.
1: Where I think that's when he would ask out. But I think as long as he's the star of the team, you know, he gets to beat Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. And I think he wants to play here as long as he can. And I think the yeah. only thing that, that turns this for Joel... Is it the city really, really gets on him? I mean, they're they're getting on him now, and they're in, but it, it's almost calmed down because now it feels like the ire is more on James Harden and Daryl and Josh Harris and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like I think the spotlight's been off to Embiid. I think the only way he really asks out is is if the city really turns on him, um, and that's where it's gonna be interesting because if if James Harden doesn't come back next year, and if Norman Powell and, and Robert Covington and whatever. Like, the expectations aren't going to be this the, a championship, so I don't think people are going to be like, oh, I, man, this, man. like crushed if they lose in the second round next year. I'll just be like, ah, yeah. No.
0: Although I can kind of talk myself into like a Joel Maxi Maxi takes the step role players Nick Nurse the East isn't that good. Like I'm already getting there. I'm already well, getting yeah.
1: I mean, there's man. the thing is the thing the reason why I would do the Clippers trade is because you know the Clippers don't. I mean, they're I don't know they're so weird. But if you can just get like a collection of guys and then yeah. next year get a try to get a star in here. I mean, there's a path there. There's a path because the problem with the Sixers the last couple of years for me is that like, they just didn't have the depth around those guys. Mm -hmm. Like they just had the the stars. It's fine. But the NBA now it's like, you gotta have eight competent players.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at the Celtics and the Nuggets, like they had deep rotations. Uh, But what you said, I think, I think is interesting. And also maybe a good way to kind of bring this full circle. Like you started this by saying it just sucks. It sucks for fans. It sucks to see this. It sucks if you want the Sixers to be good. And I think that's probably how Joel feels, ultimately. Do I think Joel wants to leave Philadelphia? No. I think Joel wants to stay in Philadelphia. I think he feels a genuine commitment to the franchise. I think he wants to win here. But I also think that, like Sixers fans, he's probably close to just being fed up with this. Like, he's fed up with waking up and seeing, like, all this drama going on that, frankly, most of the times... He has nothing to do with like the tweets aggravate me. And he said the thing about, you know, maybe I'll win somewhere else or whatever. But for the most part, 80 percent of the drama, if not 90 percent since Joel has been here, has not been because of Joel. Like he has handled himself well. He's played really well. And so I think Joel probably feels like a lot of fans feel right right now, which is like a mad. But also, like I see all these people saying, well, I'm not going to watch Sixers games and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, let's all be honest. We're going to follow the team. We're going to watch them. Joel's going to be here. And everyone's just going to be frustrated. And it just sucks where, to your point, like, the Eagles are starting up. Phillies are turning it around. The Union are the best team in the city. And we still have to deal with uh, all this Sixers stuff. So, but one thing we don't have to be upset about is, shout out to Jack for coming on the pod, Very appreciative. Kyle is off ripping American Airlines in uh, Australia. Thankfully, he's made it there. It Looks like he's having a great time. Uh, happy he made he made it there. Very jealous. Stuff. Very yes. jealous. But you were nice enough to come on. So for those that for some reason you're living under a rock and you don't know where to find Jack, obviously Jack Fritz on Twitter, but also High Hopes, the best pod- Phillies podcast in the game, uh, and obviously on WIP all the time. So Jack, thank you so much for coming on, man.
1: Of course. I will text
0: you in a few minutes, I'm sure. We will, when we will keep when talking about this all day.
1: When there's big news, we're your guys.
0: <laughs> the basketball guys right here, me and Jack. I love, so, dude, um, again,
1: I, I mentioned at the beginning, like, I love the Sixers. It's just like, this sucks, man. Like, it's it just, it's they're not, they they are ruining, it's a good time in the city right now. Yes. <laughs> it's just what they do.
0: Well, the good news is the Eagles practice tonight, so this will wipe, wipe this yes. all under the rug.
1: But For sure.
0: thanks again to everyone that's listening as well. We super appreciate it. I always say I appreciate everyone that listens, but especially the off-season pods this late. Uh, I just it means a lot to me that you guys take the chance, take the time out of your day to listen to the pod. So until next time, or until more breaking news comes, uh, this has been Clap Your Hands, brought to you by Odyssey Sports. Make sure you download that app, get all the episodes first. And Jack, uh, I'll talk to you a little bit, man.
1: See you, buddy.